Good morning, Circle School. This is Miss Angela. Joel and I have story this week, and um, we are continuing to travel in Latin America. Uh, but this story that I'm about to tell you is not exactly a story per se, as it is a poem um, that describes and paints a picture for you. So my challenge to you um, is that if you feel comfortable enough and you want to close your eyes while you listen, I want you to imagine, try to imagine the paintings and the pictures that are being described. I want to see if you can hear them. I want to see if you can see the pictures in your mind. And I, um, I want you to see if you can smell them, see if you can taste them, and see if you can feel them. Okay. And this is dedicated to the ancient unknown artist whose drawings on stone inspired us today. You walk down this canyon, this place of high red cliffs and turning winds and hawks that float in a far white sky. And you wonder, am I the first one ever to come this way? And you wonder, is my footprint the first one ever to touch the sand? But then you see something which tells you, no, you're not the first. Your brothers, out of some long ago lost age, passed this way too. You see their marks on canyon walls. Even the print of their hands is left chipped deep in stone. These men who came before you, cliff dwellers, hunters, wanderers, left messages on rocks, on cliff sides, on steep, rough canyon walls. They drew the things they did and saw. They even drew their corn plants and the birds that flew above their heads and the paths men cut through nameless lands. The colors, the reds, the yellows, the blacks, have been battered by a thousand winds, washed by a thousand rains. The pictures are dim now, half shadow, but you search the canyon for them. And here you see young hunters leap in the morning sun. The light still gleams on their arrows. And here a coyote howls at the moon. From his own hill, he guards his world. He keeps the moon in sight. And rabbits flick their ears, listening, listening, listening. While men do battle, that fierce battle raged loudest thunder across this canyon once. You find deer with great antlers branching like trees. What is it they hear? In the wind, there's the scent of a mountain lion who twitches his whiskers, twitches his tail as he smiles at himself or the deer. Mountain goats with curly horns, goats, goats, more goats. They drew them everywhere. The clink of sharp hooves must have rung as those goats jumped from rock to rock, to rock, and then jumped back where they had been before. Two men chased a wild bird once, and what a chase! Now they almost have their bird, not quite, not ever quite. And two animals found one man. Skunks! Now that man keeps a startled look forever on his face. High on a rock, someone drew tracks of all the birds he'd ever seen, and deer tracks. And lion tracks, 
fox tracks even a wandering path of the tracks of men. Men going where? Searching for a better place for the tribe to make its home? Or for some newer hunting ground? Did pictures bring strength to the hunters? Did they bring luck? Was there some magic on the artist's hand? There must have been magic in songs and dances too. Songs to protect hunters, songs to make children grow and corn grow and pumpkins. People danced. You almost know how it must have been. Long lines of dancers move into the shadows. You almost hear the chanting and the flute and the rattles and the drums that called down rain and made the night winds blow. Sometimes the dancers put on masks. Their artists drew those great fierce faces with headdresses so tall and bright and feathery that they looked part bird, part sky, part mountain, no longer men at all. And this canyon echoed with their voices. Did they ever wonder who, in some far later time, would stand in their canyon and think of them and almost hear the echo of the voices still in the wind? And that is my story. Each day that you listen to this, I want you guys to think about how they who came before us and they who came at, who will come after us are going to think of us 